This is Outspoken, the podcast that's not afraid to say exactly what you're thinking. Our names are Amy, Kate and Sophie Torber. We're identical triplets, but we often don't have identical opinions. So sometimes things can get heated. Outspoken covers all things reality TV, influencers, entertainment and issues facing women. That is so fetch. Thank you. Welcome back to another episode of Outspoken. Now, Sophie, I've got a bone to pick with you. I'm away for one episode and all goes to shit. I wouldn't say it all went to shit. I have been copying a few messages back and forth because... A few? I've never seen so many DMs telling us the same thing. (laughs) Well, if you didn't pick up on it, if you're not a big footy fan like myself, I got Jonathan Brown's name wrong. I was calling him Luke Brown for the entire episode. Amongst a few other mistakes, but we won't go there. No, so I do want to apologise. I know it's not good enough when you don't get things right and it's always bloody annoying when someone's pronouncing someone's name wrong or getting their name wrong completely, so I do apologise. I was listening at home and you said Luke Brown and I was just screaming at the podcast, it's Jonathan Brown. Can I, not to lay blame here, but to be fair, Kate, you didn't pick it up either and our mum didn't pick (laughs) it up who listened. Yeah, I didn't, but I'd kind of zoned out when you were speaking, like because oh, we do the enough. intros, and I just heard the word brown. I mean, you did get Kylie Brown right, so I really should have twigged that you weren't actually you were actually meant to be talking about Jonathan Brown, not Luke Brown. But to be fair, it has been a bit of a shit week for Sophie this week as well because there's been a bit of an issue with Archie's hair. Oh, if it doesn't rain, it pours. It's been one of those weeks, hasn't it? So. <laughs> I think OG listeners will remember a couple of months ago, I was very pedantic about Archie's fur and getting it right. And I included. So this is your cocker spaniel. Yeah, this for those is my who cocker don't spaniel. Know who Archie is by first name. <laughs> Everybody knows who Archie the Golden Cocker is. Come on, Kate. Anyway, I think people will remember I shared some funny recordings of Brandon's reaction to Archie's haircut, which wasn't even bad. Mm. We've reached a new level of bad because I did a three hour round trip to drop Archie at the groomers. Because I go, I travel all that way to make sure it's nice. So basically what's happened is I have dropped Archie off at the groomers and he has returned as a completely different dog. I do not recognize this dog. He looks like a, a bald chicken or a little lamb. Because no, he they, looks like Dobby the house elf. Yeah, he looks like Do- – that is spot on. He does look like Dobby. And it's so unfortunate because they shaved his legs and chest despite the fact that I specifically asked for him to be hand-stripped and – I am beside myself. I have just been Googling grooming. I've been Googling how to make a dog's hair grow back. It's just, I'm so upset about it. Like actually distraught. I think the funniest bit is that they've left his head and neck sort of as per normal. So it kind of is that vibe of when you shave a cat for summer and it's got like the head of a lion and then the body is all bald. His dick is just visible the whole time as well. I always said I wanted a female dog so you didn't see their bits and pieces. But, you know, this is just on display now. It's fully on display. I think we need to go to the audio of Brandon's reaction. I think you look handsome as ever. You look so much, so much lighter, darling. It just looks particularly interesting because it's so fresh. <laughs> Give it a little bit of time, darling. A few moments later. I just, I can't, like, go to skin. Like, like, put a centimetre on that, it's a bit different. Like, centimetre's not that bad. But here. Yeah, put a centimetre there, so a centimetre's that much. <laughs> Look at this. What the fuck have I done? This. Zoom, I could have done it. I wonder if it's like if you massage the hair, whether it comes back quicker. I feel like this is a bit of a stitch up to Brandon, Sophie, because you have been reacting so badly. I literally felt thought someone had died the way you reacted. (laughs) This is definitely a first world problem. I couldn't even air part of my conversation because I am that angry about it. Still 24 hours on, I've just got this 
burning pit in my stomach about it. There were some great suggestions that you should just dress Archie in clothes. Costumes, Christmas costumes. But the unfortunate thing is you even need long sleeves because he's got the skinniest little legs. I didn't realise he had supermodel legs. He looks a bit like a reindeer now. So maybe that could be. We've been calling him Prancer. I feel like you need to point out, Sophie, that, you know, you don't just care about the aesthetic of your dog. You do really love him. I love him. I love him more than life itself. I'm obsessed with him. He's my child, but I'm pissed off for him. He's been acting so weird. He's embarrassed. You know, when you get a really bad haircut and you've got to go back to school, it's kind of like that. We're just waiting for it to grow out. I know. I know. Well, moving on, and Brittany Saunders shared a reel of the expectation versus reality of what it's like to live with her from her boyfriend's perspective. So she was shown looking quite glamorous in a nice dress doing the dishes, and then it cut to her wheeling out her bins in very daggy clothes. Now, I could not resonate more with this video because I literally... As soon as I get home, get into the daggiest, ugliest clothes. I, at, currently, I'm wearing pajamas because I'm working from home. Yeah, well, it, it did get me thinking, her real, about how everybody has the same kind of looking daggy clothes. Like they just always look dirty. Because, you know, you go to the shops and you're like, okay, I'm going to get myself some nice looking track pants so I don't look like a complete bum. And they always turn disgusting. I have to interject because I have a friend who literally looks clean, as we spoke about in the other podcast. Even her daggy clothes are clean and perfect and perfectly tapered to her body that actually reminds me i know a girl who's never worn track pants in front of her boyfriend so the the, yeah so the most underdressed she's been is wearing jeans to his house and i honestly feel like there's something wrong with you if you get home and you're in jeans and you don't change into your pajama pants or your track pants if you've been at work because dale does it all the time and i'm like is this a boy thing because i need to get changed immediately Well, they clearly don't live together because it's easy to wear jeans in front of someone if you go out and see them. But I'm sorry. I highly doubt she's rocking jeans at 9 p.m. at night on a couch. She is. is, What? She sleeps over too. Well, talking about pyjamas, and I really enjoyed it because Courtney Mangan was on her stories talking about how she has bought all these beautiful Peter Alexander Christmas pyjamas and, you know, the, the set. So they've got a matching top and matching bottoms. However, she says that as soon as she gets home from work, she'll put those on. However, when she actually goes to bed, she changes into a daggy old T-shirt and shorts. I can kind of see where she's coming from because... They must be like her dressed up Mm. daggy clothes, you know, the nice matching PJs you put on. And then when you go to bed, you kind of just want to just let it loose. You just want to... You don't want to ruin them, do you, when they're so nice? Well, I think we've got to remember, Courtney does live in Queensland and, you know, you get all hot and sweaty at night. So I can see why you'd want some backup daggy pyjamas so you can rock your beautiful Christmas pyjamas all week. I saw Katie Heron wearing army pants and flip-flops, so I bought army pants and flip-flops. Sarah's Day says she's been forced to blacklist brands she once worked with after things turned nasty. The self-proclaimed holistic health princess and her husband, Kurt, said they even considered taking one brand to court after they allegedly wronged them. Soph, can you tell us more? Well, in a podcast episode for the Health Code Daily entitled The Taste of Sweet Revenge, Sarah spoke about getting back at brands that had wronged her. She said, as you get older, sweet, sweet revenge is being so kind to the person who has wronged you that it frustrates them. This is the approach I take now. She then explained that there are a handful of brands that she has previously worked with that she has blacklisted. Now, she confirmed that there were, in fact, four brands that she has blacklisted. Wow. Who do we think the brands are? I would hazard a guess that one of those brands is Loving Earth because they used to feature very heavily in Sarah's vlogs and then suddenly disappeared. 
Well, Mazda's another one that suddenly disappeared. And I did see there was talk online that they dropped her after that whole braid incident. Well, also Bondi Sands doesn't seem to work with her anymore, which was one that she did a few appearances with. And that's the thing. Sarah is one of those influencers who only does work with a handful of brands. Mm. So it's a bit awkward that she is making these comments because it could almost be defamatory because there's only a handful of people to assume that she is talking about. I have noticed quite recently that Sarah has been calling out a lot of people but not naming them. So, you know, she might say, oh, I don't want to name this brand or this person because I don't want to get sued. But the thing is, with defamation, if you narrow someone down, say, okay, a brand that I've worked with, a lot of people then can work, you know, there's only certain number of brands that she's worked with. And that negative attention may be then cast onto a brand, which actually wasn't the brand in question, but it can defame them incidentally. Yeah, well, Kurt did say during the podcast, are we going to name and shame them? And Sarah replied saying that she didn't want to get sued. So let's have a listen to what she said about the brand. I work with different companies and different brands, whether they're like sponsoring a YouTube video or I collaborate with them, whatever. And there are a handful of brands that I have, quote, blacklisted. (laughs) Okay, there are a handful. There's probably like four. Honestly, you have to really grind my gears, slap me across the face, run me over with a truck duck to to be on my blacklist. Now, Sarah then went on to say that if you're on her blacklist, that she keeps you at the back of her mind and the best revenge is dominating the competition. So she will do what that brand does, but better or collaborate with the brand's arch nemesis. Now, I found that super interesting because by her saying that, you then reflect on some of the brands that she is currently working with, for instance, some of the skincare brands, and you think, is she working with them because they are a key competitor to someone who screwed her over? Or has she developed a product purely to piss another brand off? For mm. instance, she's got the Sunny app where she's creating a range of different recipes, and she did used to work with brands creating fruit and nut mix or mm. protein balls. It's all very interesting. I was also intrigued because Sarah said that one of the employees that worked for a brand that wasn't very nice to her then went and tried to get a job at a brand Sarah works at and the owner of the brand called her and let her know and then they declined this woman from working with them. I was wondering if that was White Fox Boutique. Oh, it was clearly them because they have spoken so many times about how they're great buddies and great friends with White Fox Boutique. And I'm just so surprised that they would be airing this sort of information on their podcast. Let's just say we don't know for sure that it was White Fox Boutique at all. No. Well, I've got to say, though, as much as I think it's unprofessional, I have been loving the Health Code Daily content. There is so much juicy stuff to come out of it. And I feel like you get to know Sarah and Kurt's personality a little bit more. And, it's, and it seems like the real them are shining through on these episodes. I'm really interested to find out what this brand has done to Sarah because when she described that she said it was as though they'd punched her like a punching bag and she said that even though she is a Christian woman, she doesn't want to drag them through the mud but she wants to push them in the mud. So I feel like something really big has gone Mm. down to get a reaction from her like this. Oh, it sounds like they haven't paid her, which would be very, very frustrating. 
Is it just me or this kind of Christian woman tripe is a little bit hard to take because <laughs> Christian for me it's tribe. like oh I, you know I, I I they punched me in the stomach they rode over me with a tractor like she's saying all these horrible things that they've done oh but I'm a nice Christian girl so I just want to push them in the mud not drag them in the mud it's, it's like what's the difference yeah it's sorry like, even though you haven't mentioned their name as we said it's quite easy to work out who she's possibly yeah, talking about this, and she's defaming other people in the process isn't this whole podcast dragging them in the mud is <laughs> It's like saying, oh, I hate this brand, no offence. It's like this sort of catch cry of, oh, I'm a Christian woman, so don't take anything by it because I'm so wholesome and nice. I also didn't like the way that she kind of inferred that she's ganging up on this woman with the other big brand. Yeah, and it I, just was a bit off. I felt a bit sorry for the worker in that instance. Yeah, because I've worked in marketing and the thing is you have to be loyal to your employer and the brand that you're working for. And a lot of times the big bosses will make you as a marketing manager relay information that may not be popular with the talent. I don't think that that they should then take it so personally that they try and destroy this person's chances of ever being employed by anyone. It's also super interesting to me what was in some of these contracts with the brands that Sarah was working with. For example, most brands would have a no-compete agreement so the fact that she's saying that yeah I was working on a professional level with these brands and now because they've done me wrong in my eyes I'm going to work with their competitors or to create a product that rivals theirs it's very interesting to actually admit that you're doing that well on the topic of Sarah's day last week she revealed yet another collaboration with White Fox Boutique so this time it's Christmas pajamas except if you actually look at the Christmas pajamas you'd struggle to realize it was Christmas themed. Yeah, you sent these across to me because you, we were talking about it on the phone and I'm like, hang on, have I missed something? I have not seen any Christmas pajamas and you still sent them through and I was struggling to like join the dots and be like, this is actually Christmas themed because they are Czech. But when you told me they were Czech pajamas, I'm thinking uh, tartan pajamas, red, you know, Christmas colors. But no, that was not what Sarah was selling I know. at all. They're, they're, so the colors are sweet pea. So it's basically this light green. Oh, and green's then, a Christmas color. No, nah, but it's not a green Christmas it's color. It's, it's more like a grass green. It's like an olivey kind of green. And then there's another color, which is light sand. So this sandy color and they've got SD all over them. So followers will also remember that around two years ago, Sarah released another set of pajamas with White Fox Boutique, and these ones featured foxes on them. So these weren't Christmas themed either, but they did tie in, obviously, with the fact that her son's name is Fox. So a lot of her followers are saying, well, what the hell? This is another bunch of Christmas pajamas that you're promoting as Sezzy's Christmas pajamas. Yeah, but just playing devil's advocate here, isn't she saying they're Christmas pajamas because people can buy them as a Christmas present? She's not saying they're Christmas themed no, pajamas. No, it's, it's I'm sorry, it says Sezzy's Christmas Pajamas. And I got a real laugh on Wednesday because Sarah's food app, Sunny, they uploaded a video of Sarah and her team and they were all dressed in Christmas pajamas to promote the app. And you'd assume they'd be wearing the new White Fox Boutique Christmas pajamas, but in fact, they weren't. They were wearing what actually genuinely looked like Christmas pajamas, but they were from Big W. And the funniest thing was... All of these followers were commenting like, oh, my God, I really hope these are part of the Sezzy Christmas range. Where or where are these from? Where I can get them? And they were all comments saying, oh, they're from Big W. I just can't imagine Red being in her house at all because she's got a very neutral or 
splash colors everywhere mm. in her house. But at Christmas, I mean, actually, that's a really good point, Soph, because I remember last Christmas, Sarah didn't really decorate with the traditional Christmas colors. Remember, she had some friends over for a Christmas party and everything did suit the aesthetic of her house. So of that seems it does. to be these pajamas suit the yeah, aesthetic. But, but, but couldn't you have white and do like a winter wonderland theme? Like that would have suited her a bit, a lot better. Well, they're probably planning on selling these pajamas all throughout the year. I think it's just that they're selling them as a Christmas gift. Seriously. You know why I'm mad at you? Why, Lord? You know why I'm mad at why? you. You know what why? you did. What did I do? You know what, what you did. What did I do? You started a sick little rumor about me. Fitness influencer Ashy Bynes has announced on Instagram she's expecting baby number two with husband Steve Evans. Amy, before we get into the announcement, can you tell us a little bit more about Ashy and Steve's relationship? Well, Ashy was just 19 when she met husband Steve, who is nine years her senior, and they actually started chatting online. So Steve reached out to her on Facebook, and after months of talking online, they finally met in person. And Ashy told the courier, I eventually went over to his house, and it sounds so cheesy, but from that moment I saw him, I knew we were meant to be together. Doesn't that just age the relationship, the fact (laughs) that he hit her up on Facebook? Because now everyone's sliding into Instagram DMs or hitting people up on TikTok, I assume. Wasn't it the people used to poke each other? I think that's been <laughs> disabled on Facebook now. It seemed to have a bit of a seedy undertone. Remember when dad kept sending us pokes when he first went on Facebook? <laughs> I was like, dad, don't do that. It's a bit weird. Was this when Ashy was famous? No. But, or was this before? Yeah, so this was before. So Ashy wasn't even into fitness at the time. It was actually Steve who was working as a personal trainer. And so Ashy was working in retail. And Steve was the one who introduced Ashy to fitness. And that's when she fell in love with it. So he used to hold boot camps and she came along. And then suddenly she fell in love with exercise. And then they joined forces. And they've sort of created now this Ashy Binds brand. Is there something a little bit creepy about a 28-year-old man on Facebook hitting up a 19-year-old? So, I mean, you date Brandon, who's like five years younger than He's you. He's four so and a half years. Yeah, well, they've obviously... He approached ma- me. They've been together for 11 years, so I don't think it's creepy. But so they did tie the knot in 2014. And then in 2015, Ashley gave birth to the couple's son, Taj. And last year, they revealed that their secret to their happy 11-year relationship was having a relationship coach who they apparently see once wow. a month. That's a lot of work to put into the relationship, but I think it's a good thing. I think people just assume that you get into a relationship. You don't have to make an effort anymore. You don't have to go out on dates, but I feel like you've really got to do the work to make it a good relationship. Exactly. Particularly if you have kids, I think. Now, Amy, can you tell us a little bit more about this pregnancy announcement? Yeah, well, Ashy shared the news on Sunday, captioning the reel, the surprise of his life. So Ashy told Steve they were taking part in a family photo shoot alongside their seven-year-old son, Taj. However, midway through the shoot, Ashy pulled out a positive pregnancy test to Steve's complete surprise. So this news came as a bit of a surprise to Ashy's followers because she has been sharing her fertility journey on YouTube since October this year. So in a recent video entitled, It's Been Tough, Come On Little Bub, We Are Ready, Ashy opened up saying she was consumed with sadness each month after she'd been unable to fall pregnant. And she even told her subscribers she was undergoing tests to see what her egg count currently was. And she also revealed that her husband surprised her two years ago by freezing his sperm and that he was getting this tested as well. And I did think it was really good of Ashy to share this because she said she wanted to normalize fertility struggles because you often don't see a lot of people talking about it online. And she felt like she didn't want to hide this part of her life if it could help others. 
I think it is really brave of her to be sharing about this and so open, particularly when you're going through the experience at the time, because it's probably a little bit easier to reflect on an experience when you've had a positive outcome. But the fact that they didn't know they were going to conceive. Yeah, I just take my hats off to her for speaking about this. All your hats or just one hat, Soph? All of my hats. (laughs) All of my hats are off for her speaking about this. Now, as she recently revealed that keeping the pregnancy a secret from her followers has been very difficult. She said that some days she's felt so tired or sick and she still had to show up. She said, I've still got my work and businesses to run. Some days have been really tough. It's been a really different experience to Taj. On the topic of babies, we wanted to say a big congratulations to Georgie Stevenson and her husband, Tim, as they announced the arrival of their daughter, Ivy Sunday Crouch, last Sunday. And I was just so excited for her and Tim because we had Georgie on our Christmas show this time last year, and she had just announced that she had had a miscarriage. And you could just hear in her voice how sad she was and how much she really wanted a baby. And it's just been so touching to see Georgie sharing all her special moments with Ivy in the last couple of days. So Ivy was born on the 24th of November and weighed in at 3.6 kilograms and 56 centimetres long. And Georgie wrote on Instagram, half of me, half of you. She went on to say, we wouldn't be more in love with you, baby girl. I've got to say, I actually really like the name Ivy. There have been a few influencers recently who've had a few shocker name choices, but I think Georgie's done a good job here. I really like the name too. I wonder if Georgie was inspired by Nicole Kidman's daughter Sunday. So I see pictures of Chloe with some NBA player and even though I know not to believe everything on the internet, Chloe and an NBA player do go hand in hand. Before we get into the segment, we just wanted to give a trigger warning. We do discuss issues around sexual assault, so if this isn't something you want to listen to, please skip ahead. Olivia Rogers has spoken out about being sexually assaulted in a bid to encourage other women to stand up against sexual predators. The mental health advocate appeared in court last week as a middle-aged father, Sean Kennedy, was found guilty of sexually assaulting her. Now, this is obviously a really traumatizing event for Olivia, but I do feel like it's really important to talk about what happened in order to spread awareness that this behavior just isn't on. Kate, can you tell us more about the incident? In July 2019, Olivia Rogers was standing on the dance floor at the Hotel Esplanade in St Kilda when Sean Kennedy grabbed her bum. Now, Olivia confronted Kennedy about the assault and he responded, if you keep talking, I'll do something much worse to you. Now, Olivia complained to security about Kennedy's behaviour and he was kicked out of the venue. The following day, Olivia then reported the incident to police. Now, originally, Kennedy contested the allegations, stating that he wasn't the man in the CCTV vision. However, However, the 46-year-old has a history of similar offences and was found guilty of one count of sexual assault by the Melbourne Magistrates Court. Kennedy was sentenced to an 18-month community corrections order and was ordered to undergo rehabilitation. The court did give Kennedy the opportunity to apologise. However, it was a backhanded apology. He said he was sorry but claimed he too had been traumatised by the crime. Now, Sophie, can you tell us what Olivia said about the ordeal? Well, Olivia agreed to talk to the Herald Sun about her assault in the hope that it would encourage other women to stand up for what is right. She said she had been inspired by Grace Tame and Brittany Higgins. So Olivia said, I feel like there have been too many times in my life and friends of mine have experienced the same sort of thing. When things like this have happened and you've just brushed it under the rug and hope that you can forget about it and just move on from it. 
I just think enough is enough. I had a similar thing happen to me in the past that really upset me, but I did not really use my voice and I felt like it was finally time to do that and to make a point that you can't treat people like that and get away with it. If your gut is telling you that something feels really wrong, then chances are it really is wrong and you should report it. Nothing is too small. If it has made you feel uncomfortable and it is inappropriate behavior, then it is worth reporting and following up. I think what she said about nothing being too small if it was inappropriate or made you feel uncomfortable is such an excellent point because I remember back in the day, I feel like this was quite common behavior in nightclubs to have people come up and grab your ass. Oh, I specifically remember anyone from Adelaide will know that the Grand Bar it used to be the place to be on a Sunday night back 10 years ago. You'd literally line up to the jetty to get in. And I remember this one guy in particular that we were kind of acquaintances with On several occasions, he walked up and pinched me on the ass on two separate nights. And I think I was only 19 at the time. And I just felt too uncomfortable to say anything. Like I felt as though it was supposed to not be a big deal. And I just had to laugh it off and get on with it. That's what annoys me because all of these perpetrators, they're all the same, aren't they? They're like, oh, it was just a joke. It didn't mean anything by it. It's like your behavior is so appalling. Yeah, it's kind of like this boys will be boys mentality Mm. and you should be so flattered that they've showed you some sort of attention because apart from the ass pinching, there was no conversation involved. It is so brave of her to speak out and I'm so glad that she's doing it because as she was saying, she probably does regret the fact that she didn't feel comfortable or confident to speak out in the first place because as she said, if you don't speak out and say something, it's just going to go on and happen to someone Mm. else. I think also being a high profile person, it would be really difficult to come out and go to court and have something like this so public. I mean, it's so true. I mean, look at the movie Bombshell where they reported that pig from Fox. Nobody wants to make claims against people. It's not really good for your career. I know in this instance, it wasn't actually a powerful man. It was a random in a pub. But people also don't want that tag of being like a dobber attached to them. Oh, yeah, that's right. The second you talk out about something, you're almost the issue. So I think it's so powerful that she's gone to court. It's a really difficult process to go to court because when a lot of the time when women do call out this sort of behavior, they are framed in a way that it is their fault. And the defense sometimes dig things up about people acting Mm. like they were asking for this sort of attention in quotations I'm using there. Well, what a bullshit excuse as well, how he said, oh, that wasn't me in the vision. It (laughs) clearly is you, mate. (laughs) I just think it's so embarrassing for him and I'm really glad that he's been brought to justice considering this is systemic behaviour from this man. Well, Olivia actually released her book last week and it's called Find Your Light and she shares a story about her life, including a chapter on this incident. So I actually can't wait to read it. I feel like it's going to be a really good book. I think that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. If you have enjoyed it, could you please take pity on me and the shitty week I've had and leave (laughs) us a five-star review and rating. I've been a little bit pummeled with the recent reviews. Oh, yeah. Sophie's been sending them to us again. Apparently, people don't like us talking about our parents or our boyfriends, which we got to chuckle about. And also, not Getting really people's names wrong. Not really digging the Christmas episodes too much. So, if you do enjoy the Christmas episode and you do enjoy the podcast in general, please go and leave us a review. We really, really appreciate Look, there's it. There's only a couple of episodes left. We can all get through them together if you're not enjoying them. <laughs> but we've got some really <laughs> exciting chats coming up. So, I feel like everyone is going to enjoy the rest of the Christmas episodes. Yeah, would you know what? It's better than not having any content. Is that a threat, um, Kate? Is that a threat? You better enjoy our Christmas content. Yeah, there's so many podcasts out there that will be ending in a few weeks and we're soldiering through the festive season Look, with th- two episodes a week. Yeah, I feel like there's a few <laughs> I feel like there's a few Christmas grinches out there and I want the Christmas lovers to come forward and go and leave us some nice reviews. Show your support. Pump our tires. <laughs>
Yeah, and don't forget to join in on all the conversations that are going on in our Facebook community, which is Outspoken, the podcast community. And can people please make me feel better in the group? Let's post some photos of our dog's shitty haircuts mm. and also how they look now. So I've got a bit of glimmer of hope. But Sophie, are you going to be posting one of Archie? Because yes. we, we did joke you'd only be doing Throwback Thursdays. Well, on, on his Archie's Instagram, page. it's only Throwback <laughs> Thursdays, but I'm happy to put up a photo of Archie in all his glory on our Facebook community. No, you're just joking. You are going to be sharing photos of Archie. Yeah, I already have. Yeah. I already have. I'm not some witch. 